We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Traded away Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, and David Montgomery. What do we get in return? We're going to find out on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners at Rotoviz. We're going to take a little break this episode from talking through prospects because we have been busy. I, not quite as busy as Curtis over here at making dynasty trades. We've also had some best ball drafts fired up. On underdog, I'm glad to report that I've already got Bijan Robinson on some rosters. Oh boy. And uh, we've been making some moves in the FFPC Rotoviz Triflex Dynasty Leagues. How are you doing, Curtis? Doing great, man. Uh, I spent I spent my day today shopping for theater room sofas. Nice. <laughs> so I am uh numb. Yep. Um, but it's, it's super exciting because as I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks on the show here, you know, I'm kind of redoing, you know, the command center, uh, at the Patrick household and, you know, Epson hooked me up with his projector. I'll talk to everyone about that in a second here. We're really featuring that, uh, on the show here the next you know month or so. Uh, so I, I'm just kind of going through the paces, you know, really finishing the basement up to make just a football retreat. And, uh, so it's, I mean, it is really difficult all of the furniture starts looking the same after a certain point yep. uh, for sure. And you can only like calmly correct three children who have been <laughs> super patient yep. for like six hours across five different stores. And one of them twice, you can only correct them like so many times before, yep. y- you know, you're, you're almost like, you know, ready to have an aneurysm. So uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to talk some football tonight. Um, and, you know, and after all of that, I will be waiting seven weeks uh, for the sofa to arrive, which actually considering that's, supply that's chain not a bad issues, lead time right now, it's, it's really not a bad lead time. You're right. Um, yeah. You know, we would have been disappointed a couple of years ago to hear about that type of stuff, but now it feels speedy. I guess that's where we are in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that sofa is going to get delivered. And um, yeah, I, I'm just taking everything about watching football, enjoying football, featuring football, in my house to the next level. 
thanks to the Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS 800. Um, Epson, of course, hooked me up with that. They hooked me up with their optional 120 inch silver flex screen too. And I, I'm just pumped. It's a game changer, absolute game changer for, for me and my family. Uh, with the Epic picture, it's actually twice the size of an 85 inch TV. It's 4k pro UHD can evaluate plays and, and prospect game film, which is a flavor of the week, obviously right now flavor of the season. Uh, it's the best experience I've had ever uh, since I started fantasy football doing that. My kids are pumped about it. You can check it out for yourself. Just visit epson.com slash rotaviz. And like Epson says, Dave, you can bring the sports book experience home. Now, let's bring some of these dynasty trades home. I got a little overzealous with the sound effect. I was I was proud of myself for having it queued up and ready to go. <laughs> you almost nailed it, man. I, I think almost. I th- I think I I that little pause there for for the take home effect. I might have faked you out. It's my bad. Yeah, yeah, you did it. It's all right. Um, man, I am looking through this list of trades that you sent over, <laughs> and it's like I don't even know where to start. So I'm let's just start, gonna, let, let's start with our league. Let's start. Okay. Well, let's start with our co-owned team, man. Uh, Cause I, I think this is like, this is a, a deal that anyone could make in any, like, I feel like this, this deal would get made, you know, truly at a coin flip. Like, yeah, you, know, you send out 150, you're just going to get accepted with no counter. Yep. Yep. So we sent our 2024 first and we received Traylon Burks. Now, our 2024 first, I think we could project, is probably going to be a later first-round pick. And we received, for that, Traylon Burks. And I think that we both feel pretty good about it. Um, Immediately after sending that trade through, we were already getting offers for Traylon that we've turned down. I'm going to give you some time here to talk about what you were thinking, you know, how you feel about this trade and maybe some of the reasons that other managers would want to go and, and send off a deal like this, maybe even if not for Traylon, you know, for this type of player. Sure. Um, so the additional context here, this is a Rotoviz Triflex League. So it is best ball and dynasty, but it does require starting three wide receivers. So that obviously changes some things um, right away uh, with the wide receiver valuations. Some of the additional background, Dave and I were the champions of this league this year. Uh, and so you could, you know, presume that we would, you know, be pretty strong again in 2024. So trading away that future first, you know, we're, we're assuming a very late, late round uh, valuation on that. When you look at our team, this is a squad that Dave and I want to kind of rebuild on the fly. It's extremely veteran heavy. Now we managed to win the title in uh, this season, despite having to just ride out zeros with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Um, so we are going to get some nice upside injection, I think, um, from Deshaun in 2023. But you, you'll, you start to kind of see what I'm talking about here. At running back, we had Lenny, uh, Leonard Fournette, Chase Edmonds, uh, Derek Henry. On the younger side of things, we do have Tyler Algier and Tony Pollard. Um, but that's a, that's a, a running back room, you know, that – you know, it's pretty, pretty aged. Uh, and we want to make sure that we keep some uh, youth injected there. The wide receiver core, kind of the same thing. We had Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Mike Evans. And, and so it's just a squad that, you know, I feel like we could just wake up 
in 11 months and just like have a lot of nothing. Yep. Um, or we could dominate for two more years. It just depends on how some of these, you know, potential future hall of famers, uh, and lock hall of famers are going to continue, uh, producing as their careers head toward the twilight. So we kind of wanted to get a, some coverage for some of this, uh, older talent on the roster, but then B, you know, bring a player on that maybe has a higher ceiling than what we could get at the very end of the draft in 2024. Now I know everyone is always talking about next year's draft, next year's draft, next year always comes and next year's always a little different than you think it's going to be because players stay in college, players get injured, players um, tail off. And, you know, I, I know everyone seems to like the 2024 class right now, but you know, people thought 23 was going to just like, change the world and you know now it's like it's a good class but you know it's not going to be it's probably not going down in history or anything so the idea of bringing in Traylon who at team Rotovis here you know was pretty much an across the board you know top three rating uh from our entire team last year you know gets off to the slow start this year with some weird you know kind of injury and conditioning stuff in the summer and then it took him a little while to get going and then Tannehill was ouchy like I'm just really chalking up the, you know, the rookie season as a wash. You know, he did show some uh, of his athleticism, you know, some of the the big plays and, and uh, got a couple touchdowns. And so if you're willing to say, Hey, I'm not budging from my evaluation on this player. And I'm willing to just say 2022 was just kind of a bloodbath to the Titans. It was a worst case scenario in almost every way for the Titans and for Burks, then, you know, this will be a bargain. And so D Dave and I talked about it. You know, this was a really risky move. You know, we could end up with a zero. And I put out a, a, a tweet that ended up pretty popular here in the last week, looking at what happens with wide receivers based off of their receiving yards per game and uh, rookie year receiving yardage. And, you know, Traylon's, Traylon's not in a good company um, with that. But, you know, that's until you add context. So, Dave and I thought, you know, hey, put Traylon on the younger side of this and let's get another wide receiver on the come as, you know, potentially either Hopkins or Adams or Evans ride off into the sunset after 23. Yeah, so we kind of made the conscious decision with this team that we we're going to approach things by coming into this league really strong early on with that veteran presence. And we knew that we might have to make some moves like that. So there is some level of risk to this, but the thing is we had been positioning ourselves into a place where we knew that we could go off and make some moves like this. And even if it doesn't work out, Hey, you know, this roster might hold together um, just fine. And if it doesn't, there's the problem, there's the possibility of Traylon working out. And the other thing that we've talked about is sometimes to keep your teams really strong and to get that leg up in Dynasty, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and go and bet on players before they have emerged into that role that you think that they could fully realize. And that's what we've done with Traylon here. Um, and I think we feel pretty good about it. We're going to have that receiving core uh, that we do. And now by pulling in Traylon, getting some youth, we have some freedom to address our running back situation that we do have in place now right after we get Traylon on our team we got a very interesting trade that came through and yeah. i think this is a good example of the type of trade just a simple one for one trade that you could offer that's going to get the other owner to think 
we actually got offered Ramondre Stevenson for Traylon Burks, which I think is a really great offer, uh, but we ultimately turned it down, Curtis. Yeah, I think it's super fair, man. I mean, Ramondre uh, really was a revelation in 2022. I mean, I think he had almost like 1,500 yards from scrimmage. Uh, we're right around there, if memory serves. It's just one of those things with the lower draft capital running backs and it being a Belichick you know, offense, it's kind of risky to really go in you know, time and time again, you just get fooled, um, you know, by the, not just by the Patriots, especially by the Patriots, but not only by the Patriots on, you know, the day three running backs, it's just really hard to give them the value they probably deserve in the very, in the short term, while also understanding that they're not really long-term assets. And, you know, Dave and I were both super high on Traylon. We just went out there and made this successful deal, deal for him. This didn't feel like the right move for us we did discuss you know maybe sending a different uh asset uh for Ramondre I think we quickly countered with Mike Evans for Ramondre and it was shot down yeah so you know we're at a spot now where like yeah we've got Traylon you know we're betting on him we would trade a veteran away uh for Ramondre thinking you know hey like one or two year asset that type of thing but you know it, this isn't right and Dave we actually have another offer and for, uh, for the same team sitting in our inbox right now but it's somebody trying to buy one of our running backs, oh, like yeah. one of our younger ones. Well, that's so interesting. Probably, yeah, uh, we we got an offer of uh, Marquise Brown and Cortland Sutton for Tony Pollard in our third, um, which I think is you know for on the name value, it's you know that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it but is. we're so deep at wide receiver, like this trade makes no sense for us unless we you, you know have to turn just, around and then make another trade, basically. I don't even think you can do that Which, because if you make the trade, you, you end up putting yourself in a yeah. leveraged position. Yep. So uh, I, I think you would almost have to say, all right, this offers here. Are we able to go prospectively and trade one of those older wide receivers away for a replacement back for Pollard and then come back and, re and accept this? But, you know, man, the range of outcomes, the range of outcomes on the, the Hollywood Sutton side of this deal are really interesting. You know, the Cardinals turn over the coaching staff, you know, how, lo how long will it take for Kyler to get back, uh, you know, in the shotgun there in Arizona and then Sutton. I mean, he just kind of keeps teasing us every year. You know, if you believe in Sean Payton and drew and what drew Brees is saying that Russell Wilson's about ready to have the best decade of his career, uh, I think is the quote that Brees put out there. <laughs> You know, then then you would think that, you know, hey, Sutton and Judy would would benefit from that. But I don't think that we can accept this offer right now, even though, you know, I, I got to come in the other owner. I mean, this is pretty he, he constructed this yeah. in an attractive way for us. Yeah. I mean, also getting a player in that mix that we that we like in Hollywood, too, also helps. Um, but I think we ultimately have to turn that one yeah. down. So Maybe we'll come back with a little extra juice. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So. You made a, a trade uh, in a league that we are both in. We are not co-managers. You are one of the more active managers in this league. I need to start getting uh, myself back into the swing of just offering a lot of trades because you have been drumming up a lot of, I guess, should we say negative excitement uh, for some of the <laughs> trades that have occurred in this league. Yeah, man. Like, here's the thing. Um, I, this isn't the first time this has happened for me either. Like, I mean, the, the calendar year turns over, like I'm sending trades, man. I'm going to send trades. Like this is, 
this is one of the most active times of year. If you're going to be successful in dynasty, the second people start getting excited about prospects, you have to be sending offers. You have to be sending offers that include your draft picks. You have to be sending offers where you get their draft picks. Some, I mean, there are just flat out owners, especially more so in, in high stakes dynasty, which is where most of my newer startups in the past couple of years have been over at FFPC playing our Rotoviz leagues. And, you know, once you start getting in a spot where, you know, every league, every, you know, every year, you know, you're writing, you know, 250 bucks, 500 bucks, 1250 bucks, you know, whatever it might be per league, there's definitely less of, uh, I guess, an aspect of patience or attention span, maybe even from owners that even wanting to mess with rookies. And so you've got to send offers to people, especially newer owners, when you don't know what their tendencies are, just to see what happens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, we had a new owner enter our league, Dave, and this was a league where this is another Rotoviz Triflex best ball league. I was in first place for the first like 13 weeks of the season. And the week of the trade deadline, there were some really, really veteran heavy 2022 player heavy deals uh, that benefited the players, uh, the owners right behind me. I ended up falling to third place and getting passed um, by two owners who made some really win now moves. Yep. And so I, I got paid, um, but you know, not to the degree that, that I would have wanted to So now enter this new owner. All right. I'm, I'm trying to move off of some, some assets here. I've got, you know, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin cook, David Montgomery. I don't have a 2023 first. I'm trying to, figure out how I take this team that was, that was also constructed very much when now and, and how do I keep it ready to, to keep winning? And so the first thing I do is I, I want some wide receiver youth on this team and I, I want to get rid of uh, running back. I, I, I broke down this deal uh, in I don't know, 1200 words or something. If you want to get really into the strategy behind this uh, you can go see it on the site. It's on the front page. Um, but I sent Najee Harris and received Garrett Wilson. There was no counter. It was just a straight up deal. And I ended up putting, putting this on Twitter. I think it was something in, in the neighborhood of like 70% in favor of, of taking the Garrett Wilson side. So, I mean, most of the community is on that side, but there's still definitely some Najee fans out there, but you know, we, you start getting the snide remarks, you know, in the Mm -hmm. league message board. 
And, you know, so I, I'm pumped about this deal. So now I know this new guy's going to trade. So I just start peppering him with more trades. And I'm like, I'm going to buy Jonathan Taylor off this guy. Jonathan Taylor hurt his ankle this year. Maybe this guy is like the absolute lowest person on Jonathan Taylor in the universe. Maybe, in the he, universe. Hates, <laughs> maybe he hates rookies. Yep. And so I sent an offer of, I think it was Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, um, and a a 2024 second for Jonathan Taylor and a, the 104 this year. He accepted it with no counter. Immediately, like the league chat blows up. Everyone is super ticked. It gets overturned by the commissioner. It's very rare that the FFPC does this, but the FFPC actually has a rule where the commissioner can overturn a trade if more than two people protest the trade within 24 hours and quote unquote popular trade calculators um, see the trade is out of balance by uh, a ratio of two to one in whatever valuation methodology that they use. And that's what happened in this case. So did I give up Dave? You did no. not give up. No, I sent the offer right back. Um, including taking my 2024 second out, adding my 2024 first and third in, and then the other owner accepted the deal. So, so it ends up being Dalvin cook, David Montgomery, a first and a third future first and a future third for Jonathan Taylor in this year's one Oh four. Um, so, you know, obviously a little bit more balance. The trade calculators seem to agree with that as well, but this was a scenario where, I mean, again, you get a new owner in your league, you just start sending trade. You don't know what players they like. You don't know if they're good at dynasty or bad at dynasty. You don't know if they're trying to win now or they, they're trying to force a punt. You don't, you don't know anything about them. Send offers. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I struck, I struck while the iron was hot with this guy and you know, I'm pretty good spot with this team now. Yeah. I, I, and I think what this highlights is, and I need to take this advice here because I have not been nearly as active as I need to be. But instead of being the person that's going to compl complain when other owners secure these deals that you think are fantastic deals, just go out and be the person that's offering those up and eventually getting one accepted. Amen. Hey, that's what it's all about, man. Why are you you're playing this game? You're playing this game to win. Like you're not going to win just by sitting and letting your assets age out. Yeah. And like hoping that you're hoping that your rookie picks are in the right tier of this year's draft. Like we talked about it already as we've been breaking down the rookies. We made some comments about this in our rookie guide, which you can buy rotaviz.com right now. Volume one, it's fantastic. It's the best volume one we've ever put out. Got to check it out. I mean, you want to, if you're not going to own the 101, I mean, you still want, you want to be in tier two. I mean, you absolutely want to be in tier two. That's the place to be. I'm sitting in a great spot with this 104 now. And so go out there and be active. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, other than, Hey, Curtis has made a lot of trades this month. He's made four trades and it's only February 20th. I mean, just go out and start making offers, man. You just got to do it. All right. Yeah. There's one other, there's one other one that I think is super interesting. And I think this is the other, another type of deal that could probably get closed in a lot of leagues, um, depending on how people view one of the two quarterbacks here. But Dave, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you set this one up. Sure. So this one, as Curtis said, is super interesting. Sending Josh Allen the 205 and the 212 receiving Jalen Hurts and the 105. 
this is making my head spin, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this one was super fun. So everyone knows, I mean, listen, Dave and I are as high on Jalen Hurts as anybody. <laughs> this, this, this trade wasn't about necessarily this trade really actually wasn't even about Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts. Yeah. This trade was about a, a, a $250 super flex dynasty team that I've got. Um, this is not of the Rotovis Triflex uh, variety. This is an older one that I've been in for, you know, several years at this point. And, you know, it's a squad that, you know, I, I took it as an orphan following 22, uh, 2020. And I, I missed a payout uh, by 56 points in 2021. Then I had a really bad uh, situation, you know, this year. I, I had Russell Wilson occur in a super flex league. And I'm, I was, you know, dependent on him. And then, you know, I also had, you know, Deontay really not um, achieve uh, you know, what we had expected him to do. Mark Andrews took a step back. And then at running back, I had this zero RB running back core kind of constructed and it just didn't really work out at all, man. AJ Dillon, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt and Raheem Mostert. Now, again, I'm building this team up from, from orphanhood. You, know, you don't expect to necessarily, you know, turn every orphan into a winner right away, but I got to make some moves, man. I, I need to get some additional assets on this team high-end assets. And, you know, I was sitting here and um, I had the 106, 205, 212, and 305 in my hand. And I really wanted to get another top, uh, you know, tier two or tier one pick in this year's draft. Just really wanted, felt strongly that I needed to have, you know, two top eight players from this year's draft in order for this team to continue making strides. And when you look at my roster, there weren't just, there really weren't a lot of ways for me to make that happen. You know, maybe I can say, well, I'll just go ahead and punt tight end for a couple years, send Mark Andrews away. But, you know, Andrews had a weird year because Lamar didn't play. Lamar comes back. You know, they've got Todd Munkin in, in Baltimore now. Andrews could be back in like Kelsey territory again next year, potentially. It doesn't really make sense for me to move off of him, even for multiple firsts, if I know that I'm going to have to replace the tight end at some point. And yep. there's not really a good tight end pivot. I did try to flip Andrews and my two for TJ Hawkinson and a one in this league first. That, you know, that didn't happen. I was striking out there. I can't trade any of these running backs for early first because none of them are worth it. And if I trade Tyreek Hill at this point, you know, he's still not 30. He's still so elite. I mean, he could easily be the wide receiver one overall next year. It wouldn't surprise anybody you know, if this team's going to start cashing in the next, you know, two years or so, I still feel like he's going to be part of that. So it really leaves me with finding somebody delusional that would give me an early first for Russell Wilson, not wasting anyone's time with that. You know, I, I zeroed in. I'm going to have to move Josh Allen on this team to, to take this team forward. And, you know, it just so happened that, you know, the Jalen Hurts uh, uh, owner, his team was in pretty good shape. I think he also owned Stefan Diggs. Yep. So I'm like, all right, this is perfect, man. This is perfect. I've got to send this guy an offer where he gets Josh Allen and I've got to even it up. And and when I look at it, man, I just don't, I mean, Mahomes probably still noses people out just because like he really is probably like a legendary level talent. Like he probably is one of the best passers ever to walk the face of the planet and he isn't as dependent on his legs as Josh Allen even or Jalen Hurts to put up the elite numbers. So he probably just noses him out. But, 
I mean, you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Hurts. I mean, I feel like that's the top three. Like, and I feel like there's no good argument for anyone else to be in that tier right now. Yeah. So if I can make a pivot from Josh Allen to Jalen Hurts and get anything, that's a win. Like, you know, so so I, I said I'm gonna send Josh Allen and two twos for Jalen Hurts in the 105. You know, got accepted. You know, with no counter. So maybe I overpaid by one two here. I don't know. I, I won't. I'll never know. But you know, if you're gonna ask for Jalen Hurts in the 105, like you've got to bring a big offer. And so I feel like I did that. And now this team, you know, I've I've still I'm still kind of leaning in on Russell Wilson, kind of recovering some of that ability this year. If it's gonna take a step forward, but I do have the 105 the 106 and the 205 now. And I feel like, you know, again, check out our rookie God. I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot where I can take a, a quarterback with one of those uh, first three picks. You know, it's to kind of depend on how the, the yeah. top of the first round goes, which quarterback I get, but I'm going to get a quarterback and two other players. I'm pretty excited about this team's going to start feeling a little different. Yeah. What I was going to say there was you Potentially may have overpaid a little bit, but what you're overpaying there for is what could turn into a tremendous amount of upside. Um, so as long as you're willing to take that on, that's one of those scenarios where it's okay to overpay a little bit. I would imagine people that have been listening to us for a while now are used to hearing us talk about sometimes there are situations where it does make sense to quote unquote overpay in my mind too often you see people considering just the mechanics or the pieces in that specific trade and not what it does to their overall roster they view it as competing with the other owner versus just incrementally trying to make their roster better which i think is one of the things that you're trying to achieve here and we'll see how that 105 works out but you very easily could yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of options, man. When when you own two picks in the middle of a tier, when I've got the 105, 106, I mean, depending on how the early phases of this draft work out, I could maybe move back. You know, maybe I can move back from the 105 to the 107 or yep. 108 and pick up, you know, get one of those seconds back. Yep. Depending who's on the board. So this is this is going to be one of my more fun dynasty leagues to manage throughout the spring because it's still definitely in that like roster rebuilding mode. And I do have those two early picks, which I just don't have a lot of dynasty leagues where I have the early picks yet until I go trade for them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's been fun, man. February has been a fun month for trading. I hope this has really pumped up the listeners to go out and make some offers too. I'm not done. I've got like three more trade articles in the hopper. I've got to get out over the next couple of weeks. They're constructing trades, you know, just a lot of different ways. And this is going to be an active time between now and the combine. You have such an it's ripe, man. The opportunity is ripe. You got to go out there and seize it. Make some offers over the next couple of days. If you do, if you close a deal, you want us to talk about it on the podcast. You want my take on it. You want Dave's take on it. You can add us at, uh, on Twitter. I'm at C Patrick NFL. He's at uh, Dave Cabin FF. And, you know, you just got to let us know what's going on. Uh, we'll let you know our thoughts. And Dave, I mean, they can send it into email too, and you can get it in the show notes too, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. You can send it to uh, at rotovizffshow at gmail.com. I do have to announce that though the number still plays in the, uh, like the outro, I uh, neglected to check it for a long enough time that that number got discontinued. <laughs> oh no. So, oh no. So, oh, no. uh, Okay. Yeah, I, I probably need to take that out at some point and get a, and get a new number. 
Um, yeah, don't call. Don't, don't call. call. Right, don't call. Shoot us an email <laughs> and, uh, you know, we will let you know what we think. All right, we will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.